Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out-of-this-world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're having a fun conversation about safer sex tips that you never really thought of. Why? Because they're so random and they're fly writing out of my head. Like they're just going to fly out of my head. And I think part of it is that I hear so many common sex tips for safer sex, like probably since I was 11 or 12 listening to sex with sue on sunday nights in canada um, on q107 she always talked about use condoms it was also the 80s and there was massive aids and hiv scare going on um, although at the time the scare was very much directed at all people in the lgbtq community but 100 percent more directed at all gay men and, and for the first little chunk of time that uh, AIDS was out in the world, it was actually called a GRD, gay-related disease. Yeah, we were that rude. That was the 80s, kids. So what has changed in terms of safe sex and safer sex in the last 40 years? What information are they giving us? Guess what? Not much more than they did 40 years ago. Condoms that's pretty up there in terms of education about stds and other things for safety we haven't really talked a lot about things that might be required to talk about there are people now talking more about safe sex related to in terms of when you're doing online dating apps and you're meeting complete strangers and i have to say like this stuff is mind-boggling to me that people are going out and having sex with complete strangers and this is considered totally normal and i'm now coming from this from a moral standpoint i'm coming from it from a health standpoint this makes no sense to me when it comes to your health so yes i'm going to be grandma here grandma milica asking you what the what why are you guys going out in the world and having sex with randos when you haven't, you don't even know their last names half the time? What if you did get an STD and you got to call your crew up uh, who have, you know, you've had sex with to let them know, oh, wait, you don't do that, do you? Right? You don't, right? So now we've got a situation where. We've got things like STDs coming back to life that we thought were gone. We have things like syphilis coming back to life because we thought some of these things were kind of gone and under the rug, but they're back. They're back with a vengeance. So let's, let's get some, you know, beyond the condom 
sex, safer sex talk happening here. And yes, use your condoms. Although for some people, condoms could pretty much send you to the hospital if you're allergic to latex, right? So if you're allergic to latex, it could make you pretty ill. And you, then you got to look for alternatives with condoms that are made from different alternative materials. Lots of things to consider. So when we're talking about safer sex tonight, I'm not just talking STDs and I'm not just talking about pregnancy because there are things that we seem to have completely forgotten that area as well when it comes to pregnancy. And we tend to have a thing where we rely on the, the day after pill or whatever. And there's huge talk in the US, of course, with, uh, with all the things that have been going on with you know, taking away the rights of women to be able to have abortions. So this is 2022 and we're now losing rights, left, right and center, but guess what? If people don't stand up, we're gonna just keep losing more. So that's another side talk. However, when it comes to safe sex and it comes to what else could happen to you, there's a heck of a lot of things and some of these stories are going to be funny, some of them not. And a lot of them are funny stories that I actually know people who have told me these stories. And so I will likely share a few of those that I find very funny, um, but also could be hugely painful to people. So we'll talk about some of those hugely funny, totally probably painful stories as well that you would never expect, but it's all about safety. It doesn't in this case have to do with STDs only. So let's look at our um, things that might go on environmentally because, hey, there could be things that go on environmentally if you're having sex. So here's some fun ideas that I'm thinking about. I live in the middle of the country and I'm thinking, I kind of like to do it outside. I like different places. I do, I have like 45 acres of land. So it's not a difficult thing to go outside and get it on in uh, my field or forest or something like that. That's not tricky at all. What is tricky is if you're doing it in poison ivy. So we got a situation. You could end up with poison ivy due to sex in an unsafe place. I mean, that's just one random particular situation that could occur. You could end up with poison ivy. Now that's not an STI, no, but it could be a sex-related event that happens. So we don't want that, do we? No. You want to be very aware of your environment because also safe sex, for somebody who like me, who like would prefer to do it in a field, uh, you don't want to get caught because in most countries, that's completely illegal. Having sex publicly in most countries is illegal. So you wouldn't want to get arrested right? That wouldn't be safe. That's another situation. So as I'm actually, as I'm talking about environmental possibilities, all these crazy images are popping into my head, like having sex while you're driving. Not the safest choice. Have I tried that? Yes. Was it smart? No. So you can learn from me and nobody died. Mind you, nobody died. And it was over 30 years ago was just about 26 years ago. Uh, so yeah, not the safest choice. However, you can learn from me, don't have sex in moving vehicles. 
and you know, don't give blowjobs to the driver. Not your best choice. Because most people, when they orgasm, close their eyes, and you really don't want to have one of those situations where oncoming traffic is coming at you. And it's it's just not a safe, it's not a safe position to be in. So when I'm talking about safe sex and environment, can you see where I'm going with my crazy thinking here? So yeah, like not having sex in the forest where you could get poison ivy or poison oak. You could also get like massive bug bites too. Like if you're like me, you would get massive swelling from bug bites. You could get spider bites. You could get all kinds of things happening. If it's hunting season and you're doing it in the forest, people could mistake you for an animal. That could be dangerous too. That is not safe. I know you guys were expecting some super wise wisdom tonight because usually I can come up with some super wisdom. But guys, I like to think that this is wisdom. This is just a, a thought on safer sex you just had in, in a take on it that people don't really associate with safer sex. Because usually we're just like, does the person have a disease? Now we do need to look at some things, some fundamental things about bodies as well, but we're still gonna stick to some environmental things. For example, if, if you're gonna get it on, you might also wanna make sure that you're not like baking a cake at the same time and have your house go on fire if you're having a super long session, not your best choice. Also, you know, there can be situations where if you're having sex in water, another environmental situation, you could end up having some, well, having sex in water, I do have to say it's quite lovely. However, the pressure can actually cause some internal damage at times. So you have to be pretty aware and cautious of that. Also having anal sex in water can be just like having an enema, not pleasant. It's not that it's unsafe, it's just not pleasant. Unless you're all up for having an enema, coming out of wherever you are, hanging out in some water, cool, go for it. Again, not the best choice. So again, what kind of things when you're thinking about environmentally, you know, what's going on in your environment in your home? Are there things that could create some unsafe situations? Like, do you have a, a sex swing hanging from your ceiling, but it's not actually secure enough and you end up taking down the entire ceiling when you go to sit in it? Now that is not safe, is it? No, it's not. That's unsafe situations that involve sex. So you want your environment to be safe. Another super weird and crazy thing is if you are having sex in bed, you want to make sure there's nothing on the bed. Now, I have heard this story from a friend of mine, and it's awful and scary, but she, uh, she went shopping, and she had, this was like years ago, and she bought uh, some socks or something, and you know, there's like a little plastic thing that attaches the, the socks together. And I guess she pulled it apart and one part landed in her bed. And during sex, she started to have a very strange sensation and it kind of hurt. Unbeknownst to her, the plastic thingy went up inside her vagina and was actually cutting her. That is not safe sex. You want to make sure that your bed is clear and free of all things that could land into your genitals or anus or mouth or eyes. You want to keep things safe. It's kind of like having sex on a beach. You can get sand right up in your hoo-ha. Like you can get sand in places you don't want that sand to be. So that is not safe. 
there are ways to have sex on a beach that can be safe. You can absolutely have, have you know, towels, thicker towels. You can make sure that there isn't a lot of sand on the towels. And you can just ensure that you are not getting sand up in your crotch. Like, I remember seeing images now. I thought they were so sexy. There'd be a couple on the beach and right where the waves crash to shore. And they're both wearing white or he's wearing like jeans and no shirt. And she's wearing a bikini because she's always got to wear less clothes than him. And you know, he's about to like ride her, but they're right where the water crashes. And this is like where all the junk comes in to shore, like dead fish and seaweed and like sand and all kinds of things, like tiny little shells. Like this is not safe. If this goes swooshing right in, that's not safe. So you want to kind of stay in safe environments. Now, other unsafe environments would be, again, anywhere you could get arrested, anywhere that's illegal. Having sex in public, in any public place, you could get arrested. That's not your safest choice. Anywhere there are dangerous objects that could hurt you in any way, not your best choice. So dangerous things, including like plastic that could get stuck inside your vagina or things like poison ivy that you could end up with on your penis or your vulva. What? I did have poison ivy as a child on my butt and I'll tell you it's not comfy. And I'm so glad that it was not on my crotch because it would have been like full on agony. It was already bad enough that I had to show my butt to like 10 family members because we have so many nurses and doctors in the family and they were, I'm like five and they're all wondering, why is she scratching your butt? Does she have like worms? Like, cause that was the first go-to in our family is if you're scratching your butt, you have worms. Then upon further and very thorough investigation, they did find out I had poison ivy on my butt. Why? Cause I squatted in poison ivy, not your best choice. So can you imagine if you actually were having sex in poison ivy, how totally unpleasant that could be Oh, yeah, I've got discussions going on in the chat room about, yeah, I've had poison ivy too way more than once. And luckily, not on your butt. Yeah, it's not fun on the butt, I'll tell you that. Oh, so, got to keep it safe. You know, like, would you have sex in a bathtub with an electrical uh, device being tossed in there. No, it's not smart. So we ought to be a little bit smarter. And yes, I had to throw an extreme electrocution out there, but people have done things like electrocute themselves. Let's look back historically when vibrators actually had to be plugged into walls and these things could be dangerous. And some of the original vibrators that had to be that were steam powered and run by two men who had to run the steam engine and then the operator, the doctor who would actually utilize it. Some of them were massive, they were as big as rooms. So, you know, no, those were not safe choices either. You know, shoving things into your body too that are, we're gonna talk more about body stuff, but environmental things like electrical, like having sex in a thunderstorm in the water, not your best choice, not safe. So some other things that I think about is like, you know, we talked about vehicles, you know, when people, oh yeah, people in their airplane stuff, right? Mile High Club. Okay, for several reasons, Mile High Club is not your best choice. So number one, bathrooms and airplanes, 
I don't know who or how often they clean them, but I'm pretty sure that the, the stewards and stewardesses are not there cleaning them all the time because you see them up and down the aisles constantly. Who's cleaning those toilets? Germs galore. I know that sounds weird, but really, how are you going to, this is such an enclosed and small space, just like bathrooms on trains and bathrooms on buses. They're all really small. And yes, it might sound really mm, so delightful to try and do that publicly and just like, oh, the mystery, you walk out and you look all frazzled not your best choice. All right, so we're going to talk about some also not your best choices and how to have some safer sex. So right now I'm just giving you some warnings. What are we going to do to find safer environments and safer choices? But we will talk about some body things to be aware of in the next segment. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com this is the pleasure zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. to participate in the program today join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com you can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com now back to the program Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. Today we're talking about some safer sex tips that you never thought of. And I bet if you just listened to that first segment, you'd be like, well, those were definitely some safer sex tips I never thought of. Whoever thought of even thinking about poison ivy or poison oak. Yeah, no, usually we don't think about these things. So yes, uh, I'm here for you guys, bringing out the weird, the wonderful and the wild. And this next segment, we're going to be talking about interesting body things to become aware of, things that you don't think about, you know? I like to use all my senses all the time just to be as safe as possible. So I believe in many tests. The visual test, what do I see? I'm not a keen, I'm not so keen on like sex in the dark. If I haven't seen 
those genitals, I don't really want to be near those genitals. I want to see them in clear daylight. I want to see what I see. I want to see if there's anything growing on it. I want to see if there are any cuts or if there are any, anything, anomalies. I want to see the anomalies if they exist. And if they don't exist, excellent. Move on down. But you know what? It's not just the genitals that you want to have a look at, right? So if you are having... Um, if you are having intercourse with people, penetrative intercourse, and you know, you want to check areas, also the genitals, but you also want to check the anus. You want to get in there, like do a thorough checkup and be like curious about it. You can make it playful too, right? So I give you warnings, but I'm giving you some tips too. You can be playful about the investigation. So look at the body, look at all different parts of the body, the lips. Why? Because they could actually have herpes. Who wants that? So check that because those mouth herpes can absolutely be transferred over to your genitals. It absolutely, and they can go the other way around too. So check those things out. You can also check out things that you might not think are so obvious. Like you can check out um, the smell of their body. Now, if somebody's body has a particularly sour odor to it, it's probably got a really high fungal content and you can have fungus transferred from their body to your body. Fungus is like candida, right? So if you've ever had yeast infections, it's absolutely transferable from one person to another. And you can generally smell a body, you can even smell it in their sweat if um, you can actually smell the candida in their body. So if you've never smelled what does candida smell like, go into a bakery, it smells like rising dough. And you know, I think it's really funny <laughs> that in the chat room, there's a comment, oh my G, OMG, the full examination before the hot, the hot and hotter, hot and bother. Yeah, you can, you can make it sexy though. So you don't have to worry about having, you know, oh my God, I'm going to do an investigation in your whole body and see if you're safe or not. But you can for sure. Another one for me is I smell for things like alcohol. I am, I, I smell for it as if I'm like so actively seeking this, but I have in my life, I do smell for that and I can smell it on bodies really fast. I don't find alcohol attractive at all, um, especially that I have had experience where I had a partner who was an alcoholic and there was nothing, nothing sexy about the smell of alcohol. In fact, it was a complete turnoff. It can dry up my vulva faster than freaking hot air in the Sahara desert. So not, I don't find it sexy at all. And uh, so I smell for that. I also smell for other things. I know this can be weird, but I smell for things like cigarettes. Why? Because most, for one, my body is highly sensitive to cigarettes. Even when I smell them, I have like an allergic reaction. But if a person doesn't know that, they have, they can have nicotine on their fingers, they can transfer it to your body. And if you are sensitive to it, you can get burns. And then, you know, I've had several clients be like, I don't know, I have this like burn. And I'm like, okay, did somebody with like, were you touched by poisons? So, no, no, no. Was somebody who smokes touched you? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that's where we're at. And it's like, there are actually 4,000 chemicals in cigarettes. So being touched by, you know, any one of those could, could lead to having your skin be raw or feel burned or whatever. So I look for weird things. I look for things that I want to be aware of. I like a lover who is present. So alcohol 
and drugs do not make your partner present. So I look for that because if you're not present, what's the point? You might as well stick it in a freaking hole in the wall, glory hole. Like you don't have to actually have the person there. If you don't know what a glory hole is, that is another reference to the 80s. Um, glory holes. So my, my mom had a lot of friends in the 80s um, who were, and they're still around and they're still her friends, but a lot of gay friends in the 80s and they used to just go to places and there'd be a hole in the wall and you didn't know what was on the other side. Those were glory holes. Also a reference to uh, strangely glass blowing. The, when you're doing glass blowing, you actually put your glass into a glory hole. I, I love glass blowing, so I had to throw in a reference there. Yes, so back to the full examination. You're looking for smells and sights. So what are you looking for for, for sights? So some things you might not consider too is does the person have like pink eye? That's highly transferable too. Does the person have anything going on in their skin that could be contagious like herpes? Or you know what? Even when the microbiome of somebody's skin isn't very healthy, they can actually change your healthy microbiome into less healthy microbiome. So you want to be with somebody who's actually quite healthy, that has a healthy microbiome, both externally on their skin and internally as well. So you, I know it sounds like almost hyper paranoid, but it's um, having awareness. And this is really the key is like having super awareness and how can you be aware of stuff if you don't know what you're looking for so i'm just giving you some keys for what to look for so you know you're going to look for open things especially on the genitals you want to look for anything that's like an open cut an abrasion burn looking marks too um, or anything that looks like there are bumps um, or a little like pimple things you want to look for anything that could be um, contagious like you can absolutely also catch, uh, what is that one that's going around? It's um, the older people one that's like chicken pox. Can't remember the name of it for some reason, whatever. So, well, even like chicken pox when you're a teenager or even in your 20s, you don't want to be catching any of that stuff. Uh, so you want to check the skin and see, is this happening? Because you, you really want to avoid any and all forms of anything contagious. So what else you can catch are some weird things like there are strep bees that can be caught in your genitals as well however they don't actually know how they come up in adults they swear it's not through mouth genital contact but we don't really know um, because they also say they don't really know so certain things like if a person has a cold just stay away from the other person's genitals like don't have oral sex on that and also don't don't go for kissing so i'm not i'm not um adverse to having sex when somebody's got a cold um in fact sometimes for me it'll heal my body but i'll get i'll just be like my husband knows my favorite is doggy style anyway so it's all good that we can just go doggy style if he's got a cough or i've got a cough these were part of my tips and tools at the beginning of covid how you can have sex and keep yourself six feet apart <laughs> so shingles thank you the adult chicken pox that i was talking about shingles highly contagious and Absolutely, you can catch it during sex, even sometimes a person might not even be presenting um, anything like shingles, but you know, even if they have something that looks a little 
confusing, know what these things look like, get some images, know what they look like, and that way you can avoid some of these highly contagious and something like shingles, highly, highly painful. And you can absolutely get shingles on your genitals, absolutely painful. So you want to avoid all things like that. I had chicken pox in my 20s from literally from head to toe, um, 23 years old, I was 22 or 23. And when I say everywhere, I mean everywhere, it was painful. However, I did know resources and I got um, I got some crazy herbage going on, got some herbs, not, I wasn't smoking pot, but I got uh, herbs to drink as a tea. And in three days, they went full force and they fell off. So those were awesome. If you happen to get something like that, there are ways through it definitely that are faster and more effective than you can imagine. So you don't have to sit and um, be tortured by it. But I, by all means, if you're not into the herbal or holistic version of life, you can always go to the doctor immediately after noticing anything like that the sooner the better. And you want to get whatever antibiotics you need in there as fast as possible. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm going to name another one because my uncle, a dentist, you know, he really shared one with me that was fascinating. As I mentioned, the microbiome, my uncle talked to me once about, I don't know, because I ask all my family members who are in medicine, their weirdest experiences. But one of the things that um, my, my uncle did talk about was that people's, he noticed that when people uh, say if a person has really good oral health their whole life, and then they marry somebody who has really awful oral health, um, doesn't mean that they have awful oral, oral hygiene. It just means that their mouth is maybe not keeping up with uh, all the stuff they do, or they might have some rot going on. They might have some gingivitis, which is a protozoa, and it's just freakish, can go right into your gut. can actually travel to other places too. But anyway, so you, you want to make sure that you have good, excellent oral health so that you're not changing your partner's um, microbiome in their mouth, because that microbiome in their mouth is going to reflect all the way through their system, all the way through their gut, all the way down to their anus. Um, but the microbiome is everywhere in the body. A lot of it is stuff that we can replenish through food. So it has to do with our digestive system. So you want to be aware of that. Um, also, there's a cool note in the chat room that chiropractic is really good for shingles. Absolutely, because chiropractic works on the nervous system and shingles is nervous system related. So all really great tips and tools. So we're going to head to our next commercial. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 
21 days of sexual magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about safer sex that you never really thought about. So, safer sex tips. Well, some of the sex tips are to get you to become aware of some of the things that could be dangerous. Dangerous in fun and silly ways, but also dangerous in ways that could actually affect your health, like things like catching shingles from somebody or ending up with warts for the rest of your life. You know, you, genital warts or whatever. You, you just, you don't want these highly contagious things going on in your body. I know, call me crazy. I just, maybe, maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe it's what you're looking for. You're looking for highly contagious chronic diseases that you're going to have for the rest of your life that you can pass on to all your lovers, like a really bad present. Merry Christmas. Not so much. So, oh, you know what? I was also thinking about on the break, some fetishes that can be kind of iffy, like when you know if you've got some foot funk going on and somebody's into um you know foot fetishes they'd have to for one if they're into uh dirty feet then they might actually be into feet that have have um funk on them like not just dirt but also things like fungus or whatever try not to have your fetishes kill you that's you know that's I think that's my greatest wisdom I can share with you is try to have a fetish that's not going to kill you or leave you uh, and your health damaged for life, right? I hashtag best advice ever. <laughs> so foot fungus, not a good choice of something. Say, for example, if you like to suck on toes and that person has some funky foot fungus going on not your best choice to suck on those toes. I know that sounds logical, but honest to God, I've run into some really interesting and weird things. And so, yeah, just fair warning. Uh, I don't have a foot fetish, so that's not my thing, but I can respect when people do. And I especially like the foot fetish of a clean foot. 
Um, you know, if you're going to have a fetish, have it a little swinging on the OCD of cleanliness side. That's my motto, <laughs> but I'm all about safety. And also sometimes there is no, um, like if a person's going to catch a disease, it may not be consensual. Like you could even tell them, you know, it would be kind of you to go look not a good idea to suck my toes because I might have something, you know, going on there. Um, but you might not because a lot of people are just too chicken shit or they just don't care enough about other people to say anything. And thus we end up having things uh, passed on over and over and over again. Yes. So there is in the chat room, soak their feet in vinegar. There's amazing foot soaks out there, tons and tons of them. If you actually want to know some foot soaks, I have about five of them that I have in my um, I have my roster of recipes to give to people. If you do have that foot fungal uh, thing going on, you can also use them for full body baths. So things to do is to smell for bodies that have a funk about them. A funk that if, you're, if your gut kind of like feels like hurling, you probably don't wanna go there. So for example, penises that don't have, that penises that haven't been circumcised. So penises that still have foreskin, sometimes they have issues of smegma and you want to retract that foreskin and clean that out because it's not an attractive offering to give somebody if you've got if you got a funk uh, going on I, I have um i have a client who called me a couple of weeks ago really sweet woman and she she hasn't been highly educated um in anything sex related so i'm usually her go-to when it comes to all questions sex and it's really cool because she's really brave and you know calls me even though she's in her like 60s or 70s and she asked me you know about a situation she came across and I said yeah that's not that's not like a good situation like you really want to make sure that that is a clean penis before it goes in your body and absolutely do the look test do the smell test and do all these and she's like oh wow so this is things we are not actually taught in school is to do the visual test the smell test and then you know if those all pass do the lick test if it still tastes okay keep going but a lot of times we just don't do those like if you if you actually are blind and you can't see at all if you're visually impaired you can likely you can still smell so you you know you use your senses all the senses that you have use them to be able to help you if you've got you know, a sense of touch and some people don't have a very strong sense of touch, but if you have a strong sense of touch, you can even feel if there's bumps, lumps and problems going on on genitals. And guess what? Don't dive in when that's going on. Don't dive in with anything like hands, face, feet, mouth, like whatever, don't dive in, just don't dive in. So yeah, it's, it, I get that I'm kind of sounding like I'm alarming and I get that I might be freaking some of you out. However, these are things that I actually come across in my daily life, in conversation in different situations where people have these things going on. And I do think that we need more information out there about what to look for and check for in bodies because we just don't know. We're just not educated in that way. Um, and it's not something that people share with us. So we've got to educate ourselves. It's not going to be something they're going to bring into the curriculum. They barely cover what they need to in curriculum in schools. So they're really not going to cover some of this more um, extraneous information, more stuff that maybe people think is extraneous. They don't think we need it, but we actually do. We need all of this information. And we also need to know certain other things about safety. When we're talking about safety, we're not just talking about 
how to be safe. Oh, good. Now, okay, okay, cool. The body is safe. Well, for one thing, how did we get into the situation? Like, how did we, we're in this room, we've checked the environment, all of that. We've checked the body. Cool. Did we do all the precursors? Like, I do know that I mentioned earlier about all of these online dating situations where people are just hopping in the sack and they barely even know each other's name. They might just know their online name, but they certainly don't know anything about the person and they may never see these people ever, ever again. If you're smart, you are gonna track these things. You're gonna know these people. You're actually gonna get to know them, right? If you're going out there and you're prostituting yourself for free and having sex with people for free, you're doing volunteer work. And I hope you realize you're doing volunteer work. You know, if you, ha if you have volunteer work hours that you need to account for, maybe you can get some of these people to just go, yeah, yeah, so-and-so volunteered sex with me for free, absolutely for free. This is free prostitution, what you're doing, by the way. So there's no relationships involved. There's not a lot of um, contact or creation or anything that's like any higher evolution of sex. And I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying you're being a volunteer. I've been a volunteer. I've, I've been there. I've done the volunteer work. So I know from experience, the volunteer work, it's not as satisfying as when you actually are invested in a relationship. It's just not, um, but you can absolutely do the volunteer work until you feel confident about relationships. But when you are doing the volunteer work, remember that you, know, you wanna be in a safe environment. So when you are chatting up somebody online and you're just kind of getting to know them, you're gonna to wanna to run some, some key tests around them. I would ask some questions like, what are some of the, th the kinks you were into? What's the strangest thing you've ever come across in the bedroom? Because sometimes people have come across strange things and went, oh my God, I saw this thing on this body. But then they fail to tell you that they had sex with them anyway. So usually if they've seen stuff, unless they react really violently about it, they probably went in there. They probably just dove right in, right? So. I think, you know, having having sex for one thing without condoms these days is a no freaking way. We have way too many STDs going on. We don't even know the people who, you don't even know who you're hooking up with half the time. It's, we are back to the 1980s glory holes. We, you know, how we got to this place is so beyond me because in the 80s, we had so much information, and, and I think that it was driven into my generation and even the generation before me so much that we're like, no sex without condoms. We're not idiots. We're not interested in STDs, STIs. However, there's a whole new generation out there that seems to think these things don't even exist. Again, I don't know if they just think condoms are only for, you know, pregnancy and for some reason they think they're immune to getting people pregnant. I don't know. There are situations that I'm just not, I just don't understand. So, oh, there's an interesting comment. I don't know that the skin tags on bodies means that they have HPV. Not always, it can be something else, but um, it, skin tags can also be, so that's a comment in the chat room. Skin tags can also be a sign that somebody has um, ovarian cysts as well. So there's a there's a bunch of different situations that skin tags can come up for. They can also be a result of um, different situations. There's so many situations. I could probably do a whole show on skin tags, but 
things to look for. Yes, there could be ovarian cysts. There could be possibly HPV, but that's not, it's not a 100% sign. So uh, HPV, human papillomavirus, not something you want to catch. Um, again, that's something that they're trying to give a whole bunch of vaccines out for and have been doing that for over 20 years. And I do know that there is a class action suit going on against that uh, particular vaccine, uh, especially for certain companies. And it's still going out in the world, even though there are thousands of people in a class action suit against the HPV vaccine. And that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> so uh, what else? Oh, yeah. So these are so cancer, right? Just even that comment there, when you look at that is like HPV can lead to cervical cancer. However, there is way more information out there about cancers that are not just that. So, you know, do as much research or contact me. I'd be happy to share information with you privately through sessions because um, frankly, that's not something I'm going to talk about on this radio show for the most part. That is something I talk about with my clients if they want to know what's going on with their body and where that started and how that began. I can usually track that, usually, um, and it's something that uh, we can usually find a resolution for. So you can always connect with me through my website, melitzajelenic.com, and M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. So you can contact me there. So we're going to head to our next and last commercial break of the evening. You are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza. Every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. So what we've talked about so far is in the first segment, we talked about environmental things to look for, <laughs> whether it's, you know, don't get in that swimming pool with some electrical uh, devices thrown in there. You don't want to get electrocuted and have sex. Now, that was kind of an extreme example, but um, there were those, then we talked about bodies and things to look for, looking at bodies specifically visually. If you have, if you're, if you have sight, use your sight to see, what can you see? Make it delightful, make it an experience that's fun. It's like, oh, I really want to see you naked. And I want to examine every inch of your body, make it sexy. So it's not weird. And then even after that, you know, 
if you're still like, hmm, I'm not interested, you can always find something else you can do that's not penetrative, right? You can um, you can do other things. You know, if, if there's something going on in your genitals and you're kind of like, I'm not sure, you feel a little weary, just don't go there. Don't go there with bare hands. You know, you could be like, let's make this into like, as if you've gone into a massage parlor and you're going to have a hand job from a professional and then you stick on a glove if you want to. I'm serious. If you don't want to get like, if they have warts or something like you don't want to catch that, make it sexy. If you really feel like you want to give them something, um, especially if you're doing volunteer work, you know, you're doing the volunteering and you're out and you're thinking, I'm going to have a great time tonight. That guy's face or that one's face is awesome. That person's face is awesome. And I just need to get it on with them. OMG, they have, they have gonorrhea. Ooh. Because why? Because you can smell that on a body and it smells gross. If a body smells slightly rotting and kind of disgusting, yeah, you just don't, you just don't want to have sex with it. That's just it. Yeah. So I know, I know it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Okay. So in the chat room, a friend of mine, um, she said that her brother died of AIDS. Wow. I didn't actually know that. So crazy. Yeah, people are having all kinds of, uh, they're just like, they're just not being safe. And, and even condoms, you know, you can't avoid AIDS sometimes. It just happens. So unfortunate. So, so unfortunate. So we're trying to give you as many things to avoid as possible. And maybe we need to bring the conversation of AIDS back. I think we just might need to do that uh, coming again soon because I think it's, it's a conversation that we've lost somehow and you know we think we grew out of it we think oh now we have stuff to help you if you have aids or hiv you can survive longer but you can still send it over to another person right oh it's kind of crazy i i think it's uh, a heavy oh i love it i'm getting an offer to have that conversation with me yes we could totally bring back the conversation about aids um, so many people are getting it. It's insane. It's like on the freaking rise. Um, if you look at stats on that, it's unbelievable. I'm not okay with that. So now I was getting into a little serious note. What I do want to let you know too, in terms of safety is your awareness is 100% the most important factor. Your awareness using your senses, whether it's the sight, smell, touch, taste, sound. Oh, wait, you have another one, ESP. You have feelings. You have feelings that you can trust. So if you get the feeling of mm, something's not right here, like run as fast as you can. If you get that feeling, even when you're having a conversation on your um like on your cell phone or whatever, you're chatting somebody up on an app. If you get to, if you even for one second get to, that's creepy, walk away. Trust that instinct because there are warning bells that you don't even, sometimes you don't want to know that you know. And sometimes those warning bells are telling you that person could be violent, they could be a, a rapist, they could be a murderer, they could be, you know, catfishing you, they could be any, they could be doing anything to try and lure you in, and they could be doing insane things to lure you in, so they can either take advantage, they can, there's situations that you can end up being in, there's so much human trafficking going on that is beyond, so a real safety issue is keeping you safe, 
like keeping you in a safe situation so that you are not landing yourself in human trafficking or in situations that you could be violated or any of that. Your awareness is so key that I left to last because I was hoping you'd stick around and listen. And I'm hoping that some of the humor before this actually got you to open up a little and hoping that some of the humor before this and some of the insights before this got you to listen and really go, wait a second, I really need to pay attention to my intuition. And if you really don't know how, and if you really don't know how to trust your intuition, I have courses for that. I also facilitate uh, classes in that. And I also, I have an ongoing one that's happening right now. Uh, we're in the middle of the year for it. I have, um, I have also personal coaching that I do with people for that as well. I, to me, the most, one of the most valuable things on the planet is your intuition, your gut and your instinct is more valuable than any gold or any vehicles or any houses or any other person ever. Your knowing and what you know for you is more important than anything that you can ever imagine. And so many times I bet you've landed in situations and went, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. And then you're, you know, you get things, you know, things freaking show up. You could end up in, um, you know, places where, well, who knows, maybe like the police raided or something like I've been in weird situations in my life. So like police raids, I have been in those and I have been in situations uh, in my early 20s where I wasn't honoring my intuition. I was honoring everybody else's intuition. They were like, it's it's that whole weird thing with um, you don't want to be left out. You want to belong. Well, sometimes when you want to belong so bad, you end up in situations that are incredibly bad. So your gut, however old you are, whether you're 10 or 40, your gut is more important than all those other people. And if they're like, well, if you don't come with us, you're a loser. Fine, I'm a loser. You're ending up in a situation. I don't want to be in it because they're going to be the ones who are the losers. And if I had to live through it just to be able to give, live through a whole bunch of weird shit, just to be able to give you examples of how and how to trust yourself, then I'm glad I did. And I'm glad I'm here and alive to be able to say, trust your gut. If you're in a situation that you don't feel right about, always have enough money to get away, is my theory. Have cash on you always so you can get away if you landed yourself in a position that you didn't want to be in. And if you don't have the money to get away, don't go out to begin with. I know, sounds crazy, but that is my mama bear coming out for today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.